WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. A jury has been selected in the trial of an Oakland County woman who faces involuntary manslaughter charges in a school shooting committed by her teenage son. Jennifer Crumbly is accused of making a gun accessible at home to Ethan Crumbly. He's pleaded guilty to killing four students and wounding more at Oxford High School in 2021 when he was 15 years old. Michigan News Network said Charlie Langdon says the makeup of the jury could have a big effect on the trial outcome. This trial really is about emotion and whether the prosecutor can tell the jury how emotional it is four people, students, were killed. And the defense has to undo the emotion because these are parents being charged, not the shooter. The shooter's already pled guilty, was given a life in prison sentence. But try to get the emotion away. Jennifer Crumbly is not accused of knowing about her son's plans, but prosecutors say that she and her husband, James Crumbly, were grossly negligent. Ethan Crumbly is serving a life prison sentence. James Crumbly is scheduled to be tried in March. Everyone's expected to recover after a residential fire in Niles on Sunday. The Niles Fire Department says it responded to the home at 451 South St. Joseph Street about 7.30 p.m. Firefighters arrived to find smoke and fire coming out of the building and family and neighbors standing outside. Firefighters used the ladder to rescue a woman who was stuck on the second floor and then entered the home to save a dog trapped inside. Crews who entered the home from the front found heavy flames, and once the fire spread to the attic, firefighters switched tactics to contain the blaze. It was brought under control, and crews were able to leave the scene by 3.30 a.m. In all, there were 32 firefighters from five departments on hand, the Niles Fire Department noting weather conditions complicated matters, freezing a hydrant. One woman and one man were taken to a South Bend hospital to be treated for smoke inhalation and burns. The dog was not hurt. It's believed the fire was accidental. Meanwhile, a GoFundMe page has been launched to help the family affected by the fire. We have a link to it at our website. Southwestern Michigan College has started out the spring semester with increased enrollment. SMC President Joe Odenwald tells us enrollment is up 11.5% in contact hours, with an increase of 177 students over the spring of 2023. He says the college seems to have recovered from the pandemic. Right now we're experiencing some of our best retention rates in history. We're getting great applications from students. They want to be here. Our graduation rate is the best it's ever been, and it's fueling this unprecedented fifth straight semester of enrollment growth year to year. Odenwald says several programs are going strong from nursing to CTE. I grew up, you know, a farm kid. Sometimes one thing hits, one crop's good and another one isn't. This year, it just happens to be a year where, like, everything is just really, really good. All of our programs are doing really well. Odenwald says especially popular this year are the welding, auto, and construction programs. Also, dual enrollment is up along with online classes. Odenwald notes on-campus student housing is more than 90% full, part of the reason why the college recently announced more than $2 million in new housing construction, which is set to be complete next year. Seven people have been arrested after the Van Buren County Sheriff's Department did a sweep of a motel where individuals out of jail on parole were staying. The department says narcotics detectives did a compliance check at the KPEP Red Arrow Motel in Pawpaw Township Tuesday. They ordered everyone in rooms 1 through 14 to step out out of the rooms so they could be searched. The following searches then found three individuals in possession of meth, two with firearm ammunition, and one with psychedelic mushrooms. The police say they found some additional violations of parole terms, and the seven were arrested. They were all taken to the Van Buren County Jail, while an additional suspect who was just there visiting was also taken into custody on a, on a warrant. 
The Sheriff's Department notes that a canine jet assisted in its search of the motel. The effort to raise around $400,000 for a new playground at Silver Beach County Park continues, now with new support from a fellow below-the-bluff attraction. The Berrien County Parks Department's Jason Field tells us Silver Beach Pizza will be raising funds for the playground project with a special promotion next Monday. Anyone who stops by can contribute. It's a fundraising event where 20% of all sales that night from 4 to 9 p.m. are going to be donated to our playground project at Silver Beach. Field says anyone can flash a flyer for the promotion to make a part of their purchase go to the playground project. He says it makes sense for the pizza place and the park to team up. Our customers are their customers. It's a community thing. I I think they've been doing this uh, Give Back Night fundraiser for a while now. It made sense for us to reach out to them to see if they wanted to help support our playground project. And they've been nothing but wonderful to work with. Berrien County last year was awarded an $850,000 state grant for new playground equipment at Silver Beach. The Parks Department is now raising another 400000 to cover the total $1.25 million cost. Field says they're about 72% of the way there. If you want to help, we'll have the flyer to present at Silver Beach Pizza on Monday at our website. Part of Botham Avenue in St. Joseph will be reconstructed next year. At a meeting this week, St. Joe City Commissioners awarded the engineering contract to Rowe Professional Services Company out of Grand Rapids at a cost of $190,000. St. Joe City Manager John Hodgson tells us the work will be on the west side of Niles Avenue. That's after the other side near the hospital was constructed a few years ago. This is a a nearly complete reconstruct of one block of Botham between South State Street and Niles Avenue. I say nearly complete because the sanitary sewer was lined a few years ago, so the main sanitary sewer itself is good. It'll still be necessary to replace the the sanitary sewer laterals that are attached to that. But other than that, you'll be seeing a new storm sewer, new water lines, a new road surface, a new non-motorized pathway. As part of the work, a larger water main will be put in, which city engineer Timsey Bell told commissioners should make fire services more reliable. He also noted some lead water line replacements in the area have already been done. The city received several bids for the work, something that came as a relief to Z. Bell after a couple of years of high bids from few contractors. And there's movement in Congress to help those affected by long power outages. Congresswoman Haley Stevens of Michigan has introduced the Prolonged Power Outage Relief Act, which looks to make low-interest loans available to businesses and homeowners alike who suffer financial losses in outages that last longer than 48 hours. We oftentimes have seen, you know, a one-week issue. And where do they turn? You know, their insurance company isn't providing dollars. The utility company, you know, doesn't have the resources to provide the dollars. And so when I looked at what my residents and small businesses were facing, and I started to ask the question, well, what more can we do? This prolonged power outage relief act was one step to make people's lives easier. Stevens added her legislation, if passed, would provide a safety net for those affected by the unpredictability of power outages that currently exist. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. The nation's first primary race ended with a win for Donald Trump yesterday and calls for Nikki Haley to drop out. But Haley says her campaign has momentum and is staying in. More if maybe sees Michelle Franzen in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley already shifting her focus to South Carolina, her home state. 
but she may not get the warm welcome she needs politically. Donald Trump, now with two wins in New Hampshire and Iowa, leads in the polls in the Palmetto State. Haley once again working to expand her popularity with moderates and independents where she did well. Mark Harris, lead strategist for Haley's super PAC organization, SFA Fund, says Haley's the underdog and in it for the long haul in Manchester, New Hampshire. Michelle Franzen. ABC News. The Republican primary campaign's barely begun. Nearly 400,000 votes have been cast in two rural states over the span of eight days. But after two resounding victories, former President Donald Trump has demonstrated a dominance within the GOP that may have already rendered irrelevant the next five months of primary contests. Leaders in both parties are starting to shift toward a general election rematch of Trump and President Joe Biden. Trump's double-digit victory a Tuesday in New Hampshire, where he was considered more vulnerable than perhaps anywhere else, was the tipping point. That's even as Republican rival Nikki Haley vows to fight on. Meanwhile, Haley may have an uphill climb to secure the nomination, as many lawmakers in South Carolina have already endorsed Trump. But ABC News Chief Washington Correspondent Jonathan Carl says the primary results also show that Trump does have weak spots. A lot of those who voted in New Hampshire, and we saw this in Iowa as well, who voted for the non-Trump alternative, which was Nikki Haley, didn't vote, they told people in exit polls, did not vote because they liked Nikki Haley. They voted because they wanted to oppose Donald Trump. And this is a phenomenon that could really hurt him in a general election, which is you have a significant number of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents who simply will not vote for Donald Trump. Israeli forces are battling Palestinian militants near the main hospital in Gaza's second-largest city, where medics said hundreds of patients and thousands of displaced people were trapped by the fighting. Israel has ordered residents to leave an area of downtown Khan Yunus that includes Nasser Hospital and two smaller medical facilities as it pushes ahead with its three-month-old offensive against Hamas. But the aid group Doctors Without Borders said fleeing was not an option for many. It said its staff was trapped inside the hospital with some 850 patients and thousands of displaced people because the surrounding roads were inaccessible or too dangerous. There's been a major labor endorsement for President Joe Biden. More from ABC's Karen Travers. The United Auto Workers Union officially endorsed President Biden Wednesday, giving him a potential boost in his likely general election fight against former President Donald Trump, UAW President Sean Fain. The UAW is endorsing Joe Biden for President of the United States. The president's been a big supporter of the UAW, even appearing with striking auto workers on a picket line in Michigan last fall. The president told auto workers in November he hoped they remembered his support come election season. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. A Russian military transport crashed in a border region near Ukraine. Moscow has accused Kiev of shooting it down and said all 74 people on board were killed today. Russia said the fatalities included 65 Ukrainian POWs. Russia offered no evidence, and Ukraine did not immediately confirm or deny it. Video of Wednesday's crash from social media showed a plane falling in a snowy and rural area. A ball of fire erupted on the ground. The Associated Press could not confirm who was aboard or other details of the crash. Russia and Ukraine have traded conflicting accusations throughout the 700-day war. Russia said the transport plane was carrying 65 POWs, a crew of six, and three Russian servicemen. There's a major new milestone for the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. President Biden announced Wednesday a record-breaking 21.3 million people signed up for health care coverage through the Affordable Care Act. The White House says since the president took office, 9 million more people have coverage through healthcare.gov. And through the American Rescue Plan and the Inflation Reduction Act, health care premiums for millions of Americans with Obamacare coverage are lower by an average of $800 annually through next year. Former President Trump on the campaign trail continues to promise to get rid of 
of the Affordable Care Act, calling it a, quote, catastrophe. Officials say two U.S. flagged ships carrying cargo for the Defense and State Departments have come under attack off of Yemen. The U.S. Navy intercepted some of the incoming fire, blaming the attack on Yemen's Houthi rebels. The attacks on the container ships further raise the stakes of the group's ongoing attacks on shipping in the area. The U.S. and United Kingdom have launched multiple rounds of airstrikes seeking to stop the Houthi attacks. And a familiar face is returning to The Daily Show. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. This is The Daily Show with John Stewart. Get ready to hear that again. In a surprise announcement Wednesday, Comedy Central and The Daily Show revealed that John Stewart will return as host of the satirical news show on a part-time temporary basis. He'll host every Monday night through the 2024 election cycle and also serve as executive producer of the show. Hosting duties on the other days will be shared by Daily Show correspondents. John Stewart's first night back will be February 12th. Jason Athens and ABC News, Hollywood.